Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit AppalachianRealty.com. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Now be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net, and you can sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club, and you'll receive the latest travel news and travel tips. And remember, you can listen anytime, anywhere to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Well, and guess what? I've got a lot of really exciting news right now. It's time to register to win a pair of four-day tickets to Merlefest 2019. Now, who doesn't want to go to Merlefest? All you have to do is go online to WWNC.com for your chance to win. And if you want to find out more about Merlefest, which is a blast, by the way, all you have to do is visit Merlefest.org. And there's more. You can also win two tickets to the Songsmith Gathering. This is new at the Brevard Music Center on May 18th with, wait for it, David Crosby and friends. All you have to do is go to speakingoftravel.net to enter. Well, I am so excited. We are here today and continuing our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series with Dana Ruggiero. Dana, I'm so glad to have you here today. Marilyn, I love our series and I'm so grateful to be here with you. Well, I've been following the news lately, uh, especially around climate change, travel, uh, the implications for climate change in places that we love to travel. There's just so much going on. And I have to say, I was pretty blown away when more than a million students went on strike from school and went to the streets to march for climate change a couple of weeks ago. That blew me away. Oh, it was so inspiring. You know, over a hundred countries were represented and, and these young people are really taking action and also calling for action. I think about when, you know, I've marched and I've, you know, been an activist for all of these years. And we always said, you know, let's take care of our planet to be sustainable for future generations. But now we're seeing climate impacts already. And these young people are taking action and marching for themselves, for their present. It's not about the future anymore. It's about right now. That is really exciting. And here we have in the studio some students who have been really involved and making an effort to move forward with the climate change dialogue for 
their generation and the generations to come. I am so excited about this new project. I had a chance to go to the Franklin School of Innovation and do a little workshop with about 99th graders who have been researching climate change in interdisciplinary studies from their science classes to their history classes. They've been conducting debates and they are going, they are going out and some of them have gone out already and listened in these Um, to climate change advocates and to scientists, community leaders, and just people in the community. And they're creating their own climate listening project podcasts. And, and the series that they're doing, it's called, um, what is it called? It's called small, small changes or what is it called, Jerry? Small changes lead to big action. Small changes, big actions. So today we have Skylar and Kaylani in the studio, two ninth graders. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We're really excited to be here. Yeah. So both of you go to the Franklin School of Innovation. Yes, yes. we do. Okay. And I don't want to discount because we don't have Jerry on a mic right now. But Jerry, <laughs> Jerry is their teacher and he's coming <laughs> yes. on board in a little while. But here we have Skylar and Kaylani. Ninth graders at Franklin School of Innovation. So my question to you is when did climate change even start coming up in your in your minds? Um, well, this year, sort of, uh, when we began to do the podcast, uh, we did a lot of research on climate change. We went out into the community. We, we uh, talked to these experts and it just sort of clicked in my mind that this is not a far away thing anymore. It's way closer than I thought. I'd also like to add on to what Skylar was saying. Like, you don't realize what's going on until you actually study and research on climate change and realizing it's it's happening. It's been happening, and people are putting it off and they're not noticing it. They're thinking things will get better, but if you're not trying to like help that, if you're not trying to prevent this, then it's it's going to get worse and worse. And like recognizing that now and seeing it, how it's affecting like agriculture. And the different climate change that is happening around Asheville itself, I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing to see. And being a part of it now, it's, it's amazing. So what's your method to take all this information? I mean, this is some big, uh, big information for ninth graders Agreed. to be yeah. you know, pondering even. It's some, however, there's a lot of positive that is going to be happening because of the research that you're doing and the findings that you're coming out with. Talk to me a little bit about you. You've discovered all of the um, the factors. You've been out in the community talking to people, getting real time. How are you going to move forward to enable people to to get uh, smart to to be uh, paying attention like you are? Um, I think, you know, interviewing Chris Smith was who I interviewed at Franny's Farm. Like knowing where he came from and his journey um, and his expertise, I think it's magnificent to see like how he evolved from where he came from and how he built on his expertise. Knowing that this podcast, letting... A ton of people listen to it and knowing that this is happening, this is a real thing. I think that hopefully things will, people will recognize that and they're like, I want to help change this. Um, 
in terms of educating people on climate change, uh, the person I interviewed was Stephen Norris from Lord's Acre. And one thing he said was, instead of your parents teaching you, you can start educating them, which really struck me because it's always the adult teaching the kid. But if we're learning about this big issue, it's really important that we try to spread it everywhere. That includes our parents. And So really, you are doing uh, grassroots community uh, organizing, community work, uh, helping people to learn, not only from your age group and in your school, but beyond and into the community. Where do you see this going in the future? Um, well, we're working on a lot of projects that we can do in the community that help right now and for the future. So they don't just stop after one uh time we do them they keep on going because if we're going to try to stop this try to help this cause it doesn't have to just be right now it has to last forever um so just being in the community and trying to make people aware of this and also in science class recently we are um building our own um like say compost pile and like little things that could go a long way um, and I don't think people really realize that when they do it. They're like, oh, this is just helping me and my household. But it's really helping the environment itself, the the planet itself. And I think people don't recognize that. And I think now that this podcast is going out and that the podcast that we are creating, people will recognize that you can actually do something to prevent this. You can help in this situation. And I think it's great. Dana, you must be just so proud. <laughs> I mean, I was like tearing up I here. I know. They're amazing. And I, I think that, you know, uh, one of the things that just has inspired me so much is how open they have been to listening to folks in their community. Um, podcasts are a wonderful tool, Marilyn, as you know, Randy, as you know, um, to help listen and also not only to the listen to the people in the studio here, but to help others in the community listen as well. And so I'm so excited for them to debut their podcast to the community. It's a great tool to help tell stories, to help share stories, and to keep the conversations going. So you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Skylar and Kaylani. And we have Jerry Lupos is going to be here uh, talking to us. He's the teacher. And find out more about how this has evolved. We're really so proud, and I'm honored, really, to have you guys all here in the studio today. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, Appalachian Realty Associates is a refreshing alternative to the big box franchise companies, and they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. 
Appalachian Realty, a guiding force in the Asheville real estate market since 1979. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown Asheville. Spring has finally sprung, and with our backyard in full bloom, now is the time to get out and find adventure wherever it may lead. From the mountains to the rivers and all the turf in between, we are no less than blessed with our beautiful backyard right here in western North Carolina. There's a will, there's a way, and for the way we have the wheels to take you wherever you wish to wander. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. Find your adventure vehicle at PrestigeSubaru.com. Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road in Asheville. And welcome to Subiville. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Dana Ruggiero. We're uh, following this Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series Dana, it's hard to believe we're already into uh, uh, another another show, another part of our series. I know. I love doing this Climate Listening Project, speaking of travel, series with you every single month. A lot of amazing, inspiring people have joined us so far, and we've got so many more to come. This, this episode is so special to me, um, featuring all of these amazing young people. We just had two ninth graders come on with us, and I was tearing up and crying crying a little bit. And we have Shannon Boudot coming up soon, who um, is a college student who has created her own portraiture um, art exhibition. Uh, just the podcast to the art, to the, all of the ways that young people are taking action in their communities and really listening in their communities is so inspiring to me. It is so inspiring to me. You know, I grew up in Washington, D.C. and I remember when people used to march so future generations would have a sustainable future. I mean, that was our goal back then. Yeah. You know, all of the places that I've been around the world and and when we travel, we think about, you know, is this place going to be here in the future? You know, and since I've lived in Asheville, North Carolina for 10 years, I have seen some of the worst forest fires that we've ever experienced here. We've seen the rainiest, wettest years on record, two of them, uh, record-breaking years last year with Hurricane Florence, just horrible, horrible climate impacts. But the thing about it is, is that we are driving change. You know, we are creating hopeful solutions. And that's why I'm so inspired uh, by these people and by Jerry and people that are, you know, creating listening projects that are uh, shining a light on some of these solutionaries. Jerry, what gave you the inspiration to create this podcast series? Sure. So thanks for having me. This is great. So as part of our school, we have what's called an expedition, a learning expedition every year. And working with my ninth grade team, we decided that, one, we wanted it to be a local issue. But beyond that, being in Asheville, we wanted to do something that all can also reach global audiences. So we decided on climate change. Now, last year's group worked on PSAs, and that required some video um, editing and audio editing. But this year, we decided on podcasts. Um, growing up, I listened to some podcasts uh, myself, and 
I think it was, it's a great platform for these kids to learn and spread their message. Well, Jerry, let me ask you, you seem awfully young to be Thanks. a teacher of <laughs> ninth graders, um, but you are, you're the teacher, you're the science teacher. I'm the world history teacher. You are the world history teacher. That's a big really world history. And so through that discipline, you are incorporate. Is this a collaborative project that you're working on at the Franklin School of Innovation? Yes. So every learning expedition at our school <clears throat> is collaborative as much as possible. So our our English teacher, he helped basically teach the students media techniques and rhetorical appeals. Our science teacher, of course, uh, is taking lead. He helped inter- uh, basically coordinate all these interviews with our students. And of course, he's teaching about climate change. And my role mostly is about helping uh, the students with the tech piece. Well, let's talk a little bit about the tech piece because this whole platform here is based on your platform, your template of Climate Listening Project, right, Dana? Well, I did a workshop with these 99th graders on how to listen, how to be present during conversations, and how to allow people to be their whole selves um, during that listening process. So we did a little bit of the technical, um, you know, sort of podcast tips, but also just had an opportunity um, to to engage the students in different sort of workshop techniques where, um, you know, depending on who they went out and listen to that they would feel comfortable doing the listening and that their subject uh, would be comfortable talking with them. So, Jerry, let me ask you also, uh, you coming from the world history discipline there, um, this is a global situation. So you're you're able to bring in. I mean, that's something that I really want to reinforce is that what the students are doing is uh, teaching, helping people learn, uh, and really not just in our community, but on this global level, which is going to mm-hmm. mean so much in the future as people are traveling more, uh, looking at ways that they can also contribute. So tell us a little bit about the podcast itself and how that is going to be. You've trained them, you've given them listening skills, but Jerry, you tell us a little bit about how the podcast will unfold. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. So this is obviously growing rapidly every week, and it's amazing. These kids are doing really well. Um, they have a couple days where they're coordinating. They have certain roles. And so just this week, we have one group member who's going to basically create the skeleton for the podcast. And next week, they're going to start recording what we're doing now, so the narrative piece. And by late April, they're going, we're going to host uh, what's called a listening party where we invite members of the press. Dana's going to help host it. We're going to have parents, visitors, members of the community who will come and listen to uh, each of the podcasts and give us feedback. And that'll be right here in Asheville on Wednesday, April 24th. Details to come. Yes. And let's talk about where we can get those details, Dana. Yeah, you can you can visit the Climate Listening Project page on Facebook. That's where I'll host the event. But I'll also, you know, just share this event far and wide in the community. So I'm hoping that we'll have some good press showcasing these students um, and just stay tuned via the Climate Listening Project. And also probably the Franklin School of Innovation as well. We'll be sharing these podcasts and, and information about the listening party, too. And everybody's invited. Wow, that's going to be a big event. Jerry, you must be really 
uh, pumped, right? I am. <laughs> Watching all this unfold. Yes. So how long have you been teaching? This is my seventh year, wow. and this is my second year at the Franklin School of Innovation. So the climate project will continue, I take it, um, after ninth grade. There'll be more going on in 10th grade and 11th grade. Is that how that works over there? Typically, yes. So our 10th graders right now, they're working on a sustainability sort of aspect to our um, new school that we're going to hopefully open up next uh, this summer. Um, and with our ninth grade expedition every year, we want to basically um, have the bar set high every time. It's so been really cool. So we can cool. probably do podcasts again next year, but we'll see. We'll see. It's been really cool to see the folks at the Franklin School of Innovation, the ninth graders, to have Shannon, uh, who just graduated from UNCA. I also just spoke at Appalachian State University. I uh, did a listening workshop with them as well. And they're doing, they're releasing their Climate Stories Project also in April, um, where they've, they've gone out and, and for half of their grade, the, the development, the sustainable development program has created these listening projects. And one student said that she was going to create a graphic novel on climate change. You know, Shannon has created these hand-drawn portraits. These ninth graders have created podcasts. They are, you know, helping to share these stories and helping to create hope in their communities. It's just so inspiring. It is so inspiring. And Jerry, I can't thank you enough for being with us today on Speaking of Travel and uh, bringing Skylar and Kehlani here in the studio has been just such a, a pleasure. And I look forward to hearing more about how things are going to unfold um, over time. And Dana, thank you, of course. I can't wait to come back and talk to Shannon and uh, find out more about all these students, like you were saying, are just doing such really great work. Thank you so much, Marilyn. Thank you. And, you know, I I think that... You know, it's something by you doing this, this Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series, it's just amazing, an opportunity to help share these these hopeful, inspiring voices. And, you know, it's everybody. I mean, we have ninth graders, we have college students, we have you and me and Randy here, and, and everybody out there has a story to tell. And it's really helpful to tell our stories so that we know that we're not alone in this fight against climate change and also that we can be hopeful. Well, I love hope. When I'm a big do. fan. <laughs> so Jerry and Kehlani and um, Skylar. Skylar, I I'm just so moved and touched by the work that you're doing. Go out and keep keep marching that march and keep us all here at Speaking of Travel up to date. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. We've all been there, settled into our seat on the plane, and then our seatmate falls asleep and starts to snore. Or we check into our hotel in the city and all we hear during the night is street traffic. There is an easy fix for the savvy traveler. Pop a few earplugs into your bag so you know you always have a way to block unwanted noise. Earplugs can be purchased very inexpensively at just about any drugstore or large box store.
They're small and easy to take with you when traveling. And some hotels have even started providing earplugs for their guests. But I would say bring some with you just in case. You'll avoid the noise and have a smoother trip. Thanks for listening. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Whether you're looking for a downtown Asheville loft, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. It's time to catch up with our travel buddy, Doc Lawrence, and he is along the Gourmet Highway. I just heard he was heading down to Huntsville, Alabama, the birthplace of America's space program and home of the National Space Museum. I love this place already, Doc. Tell us what's going on over there. Marilyn, where do you think that Doc would go to enjoy a good pour of Jack Daniels and hobnob with rocket scientists from throughout the world? Well, it's Rocket City, and that's better known as Huntsville, Alabama. Yes, Here I am in the birthplace of the space program and the birthplace of the mission to Mars. Who knows, before this day is over with, I may hop on board and say bye-bye to planet Earth, but I'll miss everybody. But today, I'm celebrating this wonderful city in North Alabama. We're right by the banks of the mighty Tennessee River, and the history here combines with the contemporary life and the vision of the future like no other place I can think of. This is the headquarters of America's space program. Everything began here. The Apollo mission began here. The lunar landing module that put Neil Armstrong on the moon was built here. The space shuttle came from here in Huntsville. The National Missile Defense System is part of Huntsville's industry today. Maryland Huntsville has the second largest technology park in the nation. This place is crawling with people that have far more education than I do, who speak better than I do, who have visions that I never dreamed of, and that's what makes it exciting. This city in Alabama is the 25th most educated city in the world. Now, you think about that. But you know, when you bring these scientists in from all over the world, you bring the technicians, you bring the workforce and their families, you get a lot of good from it. And what that translates to is a lifestyle that is enviable. Now, let's look at the Old South a little bit. Maryland, this city has more antebellum mansions still occupied than any city in America. Now, isn't that something? 
the Civil War. There were eight generals in the Civil War from Huntsville, four for the Union and four for the Confederacy. Tells you a lot about the area, doesn't it? And there's some mysteries we still don't understand that make it intriguing. The space camp here, Maryland, gee, I want to be a kid again. 750,000 American children have gone through the space camp here. And you know what? I want to be a kid again. Wouldn't you love to do that? How much fun that must be. Well, obviously, restaurants are everywhere here. And yes, they are galore. I'm having drinks this afternoon at the legendary A.M. Booth's Lumberyard. And let me share something with you, Marilyn. Lynchburg, Tennessee is just right up the road, about 50 miles. That's where they make Jack Daniels. And you see the connection already with the lifestyle here and the good things just across the river. This is a place that you would love to live, but if you can't do it, you can come visit. Tonight, I've got plans to dine at the 1892 East Restaurant and Tavern. Yes, it's lamb chops, Alabama trout, and Mobile Bay oysters. A bottle of Pinot Noir from Oregon's King Estate, and yes, maybe a Jack Daniels or two. I had a dream, Marilyn. I dreamed that I got on the mission to Mars, and that when we landed there, there were 30,000 of us under this big canopy, environmentally secured, and I was asked to throw a welcoming party for the first settlers. And yes, Doc brought out the Jack Daniels, and we sang songs. We did blues, we did bluegrass, we did jazz, but we all saluted Huntsville, Alabama, where everything was born. Well, I've got dinner plans tonight, Marilyn, and maybe I should just shut down for now and say goodbye to you, to my dear friend and host, Marilyn Ball. And speaking of travel, and this is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway from beautiful, exciting Huntsville, Alabama, saying so long for now, and I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Well, you had me at space program, Doc, and... Add in fishing and art and food, and I am totally there in Huntsville. You travel slowly, my friend. Remember, you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. I'm back in the studio with Dana Ruggiero. We're talking about uh, climate and climate change and the implications for travel and and just all the positive and hopeful uh, ways that students, especially our youth, the people who are going to be our ambassadors moving forward, are making change happen. And I'm really excited about the work that you're doing, helping support all of that. It is an honor, you know, to do the Climate Listening Project and make films and, and listen to communities across America and around the world. And, you know, uh, a filmmaker named Garrett Martin um, from Venture Life Films actually just followed me um, to the Franklin School of Innovation and made a film about my work. I shared that on Facebook via the Climate Listening Project, but that'll take you a little bit behind the scenes into the workshop that I did with the students. And you can see the when they start talking and just listening to each other and talking about their podcasts it's it's so inspiring to me um and i talk in that film about how the climate listening project started as a film project but it has become so much more an art project an education project a community collaboration project and i've really enjoyed 
these new legs of the project, including our podcast series that we do together, Marilyn? Well, it's all very exciting, and I feel that uh, in the future, as people start to really explore the the world, which I am hopeful more and more people are going to do, they're going to say, I'm going to step out, try something new, travel someplace I've never been before, and be able to be um, mindful of how they can create a smaller footprint, how they can actually help to support the places and have experiences as they travel. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've, I think traveling has had a huge impact on my life. And one of the things that actually I think has had the most impact is traveling alone. Um, when I have traveled to Australia or Fiji or Ecuador or all, all of the places, I'm not going to stop listing places, but when I have traveled alone and, and you are going out into communities, um, actually asking questions of people, talking with local people, interested in learning and kind of getting out of that, you know, I'm on a schedule and traveling with people when you're alone you you really listen more I think and and that's had a major impact in inspiring me to start the climate listening project and really focus it on listening in communities well you are passing on the gift of listening uh, with the climate listening project and helping younger people learn how to listen I mean geez yeah you know, if I had known how to listen when I was in ninth grade, I, I think I would have had a different life altogether. Well, I think that you're so like one of the students said, you're so used to listening. You're so used to being taught. And but one of the things that's amazing about that, that I think we lose is that ability to to listen, to learn, to change our minds, to to hear all sides of things and make our own opinions and thoughts and and formulate our own, you know, forms of action and what we're going to do to change the world. And uh, that really inspires me. And I and that's what I've tried to never lose. And I hope that I never lose is that ability to go out and listen change my mind, you know, to learn new things. And so I've been so excited and honored working with Shannon, um, who actually is coming from a education background in both biology and art, has weaved the science with the stories, had an opportunity for her to um, go out and listen to her community, to their community, and to... Um, create their own climate listening project, Portraiture Series. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hi there. I'm glad to be here today. Well, Shannon, we're going to pick up back right where we're starting. When we come back, I want to talk to you about your um, your fellowship. Did you have a fellowship at UNCA? I did. I worked with the UNCA McCullough Fellowship. I want to hear all about that. And it sounds like you've been talking to people from all over the world, so a large worldview and then the the drawings and how that all relates. Yeah, amazing graphite portraits. And we'll be premiering that on April 3rd in Asheville, North Carolina at Hopi and Company at 6 p.m. And I hope everybody comes, but we'll, we'll hear more from Shannon. Shannon, I'll look forward to talking to you. This is Marilyn Ball. You're here today with Dana Ruggiero. We'll be right back.
With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, Appalachian Realty Associates is a refreshing alternative to the big box franchise companies, and they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Appalachian Realty, a guiding force in the Asheville real estate market since 1979. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown Asheville. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine features some of the region's most interesting travel destinations and rider profiles. In the coming up spring issue, follow the route of DeSoto's trek across the whole Blue Ridge and read about several women riders enjoying life on two wheels. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and we're continuing our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series with Dana Ruggiero. And this has really been a very impactful time here, working, um, hearing you and your work collaborative work that you're doing, Dana, all over the place, all over the world. And tell us a little bit about this collaboration that you have with Shannon. Uh, Shannon Boudot is a UNCA student, uh, part of the North Carolina, UNCA McCullough Fellowship. Is that all correct? That's I actually graduated in December. Oh, well, congratulations. That's great. Uh, UNCA is my alma mater. As oh, really? well, so I always Aww. like having a fellow UNCA student. <laughs> Go Bulldogs! Uh, yay! And so, Dana, tell us how you and Shannon hooked up. So the UNCA program uh, advisor recommended me and the Climate Listening Project, uh, and so the McCullough Fellowship has, I think, selects maybe five amazing, inspiring students each year, and they work on these sustainability projects, and so there was organizational advisors from Asheville Greenworks, from Defenders of Wildlife, and me, and so Shannon and I had an opportunity to work together uh, um, she went out in the community and conducted interviews, and then she combined, which is one of my favorite parts of the Climate Listening Project, is weaving the science with the stories. And so she has this background in, uh, they have this background in um, biology, do- dual major, and art, and they created 
beautiful. I mean, you when you come April 3rd and then when we share them online, you will be so inspired by these amazing portraits that she hand drew. Right, Shannon? Yeah, um, I'm really excited to premiere them. I had such an amazing time meeting with the people whose stories I'm getting to share and then creating the art. That's absolutely my passion. And I'm so glad to be able to using it to be able to use it for something that I think can help the world. Well, I'm really curious to find out you have a background as a biologist. Was that your field of study? Biology? Yeah, I actually started my undergraduate degree as a biology major. And I was doing a lot of work looking at habitats in Appalachia, specifically high elevation forests. And I was collecting a lot of genetic data to document biodiversity and looking at soil pH and all these different things. And then I realized that there were only certain people who were listening to me when I gave them these papers full of facts and figures. And so my thought was, how can I make this line that even more of us can see? How can I take this information that maybe is only getting distributed to some people and let and give more people an in to this information? And that's where art came in. So did you start taking art classes? I actually started as an art minor, so I was taking a few art classes already. But partway through my degree, I decided to switch to a double major just so that I could really get into both fields more. So your double major is biology and art. That is really awesome. And what you're doing is so powerful because... Well, I want to hear, actually, how you're doing these hand-drawn portraits and what's going on in your head when that's going on. So every portrait actually starts with an interview. It starts with a listening session, as Dana's taught me to call them, um, where I sit down with someone for an hour or two hours or three hours if we get carried away. And I really usually just start by asking, what do I need to know to understand who you are? That's the first question I ask everyone. And some people will list their grandchildren's names and some people will say, I worked for an energy company for however many years. And some people will say, I grow tomatoes. And then from there, I'll start asking questions about, right now I've been focusing on gardening and farming, actually. This series that I'm debuting next week is called From the Same Soil. And it's about how people connect through growing things. But we'll start talking a little bit about how these people connect with their environment and with the earth. Really just because I think an important, one of the most important things we can all do is start to see where we connect rather than where we separate. We all have a stake in the environment. We just need to find it. And then from those interviews, I actually I take photos at each interview, at each listening session, and I go back and I draw from them so that we have a visual representation of the conversation that happened. And I also will weave in images of the things that are important to these people, say orchids or whatever plants they're growing right now or a tree that they remember, and use that as a way to show them embedded in their environment, as well as just interacting with me, which I think is so powerful on its own. Well, do you feel like you're... Oh, my goodness. I'm crying again. (laughs) I mean, it's almost (laughs) like a a channeling in a way, you know, that you're connecting 
on such a deep level with people and then being able to, uh, through, through your medium, uh, portray who they are, these are evergreen. These are everlasting. Uh, it's almost like when you hear about prehistoric writings in a cave <laughs> of representing who we are as a people all over the world. Art has always been, and I think hopefully will always be, a way to tell our stories and to be honest. And and the beautiful thing about it is that anybody can do it. Anybody can create a podcast, create a drawing, uh, write a poem, and, and talk about the things that are important to them in so many different mediums. And so it's been really beautiful to see Shannon listen and then create art from that that will help to communicate these stories in, a, in, in, in an exciting new way. It's really a beautiful thing. And, and I definitely want to hear more about um, the expo and what's going on with that and how we can get more information. April 3rd at Hopi and Company. Uh, it's a gastropub at 6 p.m. We will have a beautiful premiere art exhibition with all of Shannon's portraits. Uh, we'll have live entertainment. We'll have refreshments, conversation. Everybody from the community is invited to this community event. And then the portraits will be on display for two weeks after April 3rd at Hopi and Company, downtown Asheville. And we will also be releasing these portraits online with select quotes uh, from some of the listening that Shannon did uh, to share these stories online so that everybody can listen and share these stories and also to help accelerate these climate conversations in a hopeful, beautiful way. And that's what they are, conversations that, Shannon, you've been able to take to another level. Absolutely. And that's been really exciting. I also just want to note that the event, the expo, is going to be at the downtown location of Hopi and Company on, I believe it's South French Broad Street. They have a few different locations, so make sure you go to the one with the art. Oh, yes. thank you. And tell us, uh, Dana, again, how we can get more information about the Climate Listening Project and and through your connection to the Franklin School of Innovation and to Shannon and the project that she's been working on. How can we connect there? So everything will be available on Facebook via the Climate Listening Project. And so you can come to the event on April 3rd. You can also learn more about the April 3rd portraiture premiere via the Climate City Expo that the Collider is putting on that week, really highlighting climate conversations throughout Asheville. A lot of experts are going to be coming to town, like Bill Nye and Catherine Wilkinson, all kinds of cool events. So Come to our premiere on April 3rd to kind of kick that off and have some beautiful conversation around climate change. Look at some amazing art by Shannon. And then we'll kind of round out Earth Day month and ending with April 24th, this podcast premiere uh, with the ninth graders from the Franklin School of Innovation with a big listening party. And so I look forward to seeing everybody and just kind of stay tuned via the Climate Listening Project on Facebook. And uh, look forward to seeing you next month as well. Oh, I'm excited, Dana. Every month, it's just we learn so much and we meet so many wonderful people. And 
Thank you so much for for participating and being a part of it. And Shannon, I want to thank you so much for the work that you're doing. You're a visionary. You inspire me. I know that the work that you're doing is going to be everlasting. And thank you for that. Thank you. And thank you for having me here with you today. Absolutely. And Jerry and Skyler and Kehlani, all here in the studio today. Dana, thank you. This has been a wonderful show. We learned so much, and there's so much that we can do, each one of us, in our own way. Take a walk in the forest this week. Look up at the sky. Think about um, writing a poem, like Dana said, doing something that maybe you haven't done before that you can share with somebody else and listen. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Joy.